All right, we're uh, back with another You Know What Dude podcast. Me and Joe DeRosa, Joe D, as I like to call him. Joe D, Joe DeRosa Comedy, at on Twitter. Right. That's right. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah. Joe, uh, you're, you're playing injured. You're playing injured tonight. I'm not playing injured. I hurt myself. That's what it means, stupid. It's a sports term. Oh, you're playing in the game injured. Oh, I think you meant I was pretending to be injured. I forget that you don't know. <laughs> you don't know sports. <laughs> What's wrong? It hurts. What hurts? I've been doing push-ups, and I, I, I hurt my arm tonight because I was... When you called me and said, can you come 10 minutes earlier? So it's my fault. Uh, yeah, I didn't want to say that, but... Wow, you really have a fucking knack for blaming people. No, I'm not blaming you. It's just when you said, can you be here 10 minutes earlier, I was like, shit, I got to get ready. Right. And I rushed. I did my push-ups too fast. And I you hurt, hurt my fucking arm, man. You <laughs> you hurt your arm just doing the push-ups. You didn't, like, fall or bang it or uh, an anvil fell on your elbow as you were doing it. I don't know. Maybe I slept wrong and then that in combination with the push-ups. I so, slept on my iPad last night. That probably didn't help. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. That's the loneliest thing I've ever heard somebody say. <laughs> I woke up. It was under my fucking chest. <laughs> I did. If it was, if I, I was like, please don't let it be cracked. If it was cracked, I would have had a fucking. I, I would love to fuck with you, but I go to bed with my iPad every night. Uh-huh. Every night, Netflix. Yeah. Fucking right, pushed up on a pillow on the back of my wife's head, and I fucking <laughs> crash. And you never wake up on it. Nah, just and I love what I love about uh, Netflix, or the movies you have on your video. It, when it's over, it, it goes off, and then the screen dies, so it doesn't, you know, stay on all night. Yeah, I don't know, won't do that on the computer because it's not an app. You know, when you yeah. do it on your computer, your computer just stays on. Your battery's dead when you wake up. The fucking iPad is p- p- uh, people who don't have an iPad are, and still is like, why would you need one? I don't need one. I have a Kindle. You're a fucking moron. <laughs> You're a fucking idiot. Yeah. I I, I just an idiot. I mean. Just for the simple fact, at night, you can go to bed. And now, with the Netflix, the Time Warner app, the movies you can put on it, you basically have a, a, a portable, thin plasma TV yeah. that you can prop up on a pillow like a best friend. It's so great. Yeah. It's so great. so much better than having a person there. No, 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 no. Let's not get carried away. <laughs> having a person there. Well, at the end of you're married. I don't mean that disrespectfully. I mean, for me... Yeah, it's like when that person... I like having the iPad a little bit. Well, it's funny because I went to the store with you and bought you a baby plasma because you wanted to watch DVDs in your room. I still do that sometimes. Ugh. I still... Ooh. What? You what I was thinking about getting? What? Are you going to make fun of me? You're going to save it, save it for tech at the end. It's not tech. tech. It's not tech. What is it? I, I don't know what's going on. I watched, uh, so I watched Sex in the City 2 the other day on, I, in demand. Just as like a goof. I was like, let me see this movie and see what it's all about. And I hated it. I was trashing it on Twitter while I was watching it. Okay. But then I couldn't stop thinking about it for like three days. So I went on HBO in demand and I watched all the episodes on there. And I loved it. I, I, I'm gonna <laughs> I, buy. I'm gonna buy the I'm whole sorry. Sex in the City series. I apologize. I, I apologize. <laughs> this is the last podcast with Joe DeRosa. This is the last time. I'm gonna buy the on. whole series. No, you're not. Yeah. I'm not gonna let you. No, I'm buying it. No, you're not. I'm gonna buy it tonight. No, you're not. 
I'm not going to let you. And you know whose voice was in my head when I was like, I don't need to buy this? Oh. Yours. What was it saying? Because when, when I would be like, I don't know if I should buy that, you go, what if you walk outside and get hit by a truck, dude? Just do it. If it makes you happy. You're rich. You got to be rich in your head. Don't worry about spending the money, dude. I, I wish the other voice was in your head going, what are you, a fucking pussy? <sighs> you fucking pussy. What are you, a girl? Don't buy sex in the city. That's go buy The show. Wire. Have you seen The Wire? I got it on Netflix. Have you seen it? Nope. You can't, you can't go Sex in the City before The Wire. Do whatever I want. No, you won't. I won't let you. I watch, I'll punch your arm. I watch a lot of guy movies, man, and guy TV shows. It's I'm not, allowed to have one that I, that's a little more girly. It's not about that. It's not about that. It's the fact that you haven't watched The Wire, and you're gonna, you're gonna. I'm not you're gonna, into cop shows. You're gonna. It's not a cop show. It's not a cop show. The Wire is not a cop show. It's like chips. It's like the new it's chips. The chips. <laughs> It's not, <laughs> <laughs> it's not chips, you fucking idiot. Just, just. But you know, it's like the new Hill Street Blues. It's like, a, it's like sex in the city and, and <laughs> chips. <laughs> fucking. <clears throat> Dude, you can't. You can't. I refuse to let you go get sex in the city. I'm not going to go anywhere to get it. I'm going to get on Amazon. Don't. It delivered right fucking, to my lonely door. Oh, uh, you stink. Go rent. The Wire on iTunes. I have to say, I finally see what everybody said about that show when it was on. I watch it. I feel like I'm one of the girls. I feel like I'm part of the gang. Like they're my friends. You know what? You know what? You're, <laughs> ma- you're making sense right now because I'm talking to a guy who hurt himself doing push-ups and not even like a thousand. How many did you do? What fifty? On what, uh, what push-up did it hurt? It didn't hurt till after. I did fifty, and then I got up and I was in the shower and I went to lift my arm and I was like, "Ow, fuck!" Yeah. Yeah, fifty's a lot, dude. I mean, it's not a ton, but it's that's uh, it's you know definitely not a ton. Yep. It's not easy to do fifty push-ups. Dude. I can do fifty straight, and then do another fifty, and then do All another right. fifty. Do it right now. I'll do fifty right now. Fifty? What, yeah. what will you give me if I do fifty? Nothing. All right, then I'm not doing it. It's it's even for all the ridicule. What Just ridicule? do it. All the years of ridicule about my body. Fuck now. I'll do 50. One, two, three. Four, five, six, well, you're not doing seven, it for real, first of eight, all. Nine, ten. I have a fatter stomach than you, Joe. All you're doing is lifting your head up and down. No, I'm not. Look at my arms. You're... Look at my arms. They're going up and all the way down. It's sexy. Huh? It's sexy? Thank you. Don't talk about Bobby's wife. Podcast. Bobby's wife just said it's sexy. Do you really think this is sexy right now? Yeah. Why? It's just sexy. Thank you. Shut up. I'm putting myself underneath them right there. Don, would you shut up? Don't talk on the podcast. That's 50. Boom. You're doing push-ups in the kitchen floor. What was sex? Shut up. Don't shit. Hold on. I want to talk to her about sex in the city for a minute. I want to talk to her about sex in the city for a minute. Do you know what I mean about when you watch the show, you feel like you're one of the girls? Yeah, Yeah, because she's one of the girls. (laughs) She has a vagina. But Dawn's like a tough gal, you know. She's not like a girly girl, you know. Like you calling my wife a fucking bull dyke? No, you know what I mean. Like she can handle herself. She's, yeah, you know, she's got a mouth. You know she's what I mean? Got a what? A don't, mouth. You know what? I no. agree. Shush. It's not a bad thing. Shut the fuck up. You don't ever say to another guy. You don't say the word mouth. You don't say to a guy your wife's got a mouth. You don't talk about my wife's you didn't mouth. Do Fifty, by the way. You're I did winded. fifty. You're winded. Fifty. Uh, no, I don't mean... You know what I mean. No, I, it's moving on. Moving on. I mean, she can talk. You know, okay, that's what I mean. fine. You don't use the word mouth. All right. She's got She's got away with words. Is that better? That sounds worse. No. That sounds what, worse. Let's just move on. Let's go back. 
to what the deal is, is that you're doing 50 push-ups right. and you get hurt. Yeah, dude, I, look, I never claimed to be in shape. I never said I was a master. I started doing push-ups to get myself in better shape, and I, I fucking hurt my arms. I was doing them too fast. Did you say a master? I said I'm not a, I never claimed to be a master. What's a master? Of, like, the, a fucking of fitness. Like, I'm not a, a master. You know what I mean? A master of it. A master. Would you not know what that means? Uh, well, I mean, that's... Pretty much reserved for kung fu, karate. Right, right. right. It's not really bodybuilding. There's right. no bodybuilder master. You All right, I mean? an expert. I meant to say expert. That's better. Yeah, I, I stink at it. I will be the first to admit it. Right. Well, I, look, I'm proud of you. The fact that you're actually doing push. But I hurt my. It hurts, man. It hurts when you right to there. That's it. You hit there and it tightens, and then I can't go any higher. Yeah, you oh. prob- Can you? Uh, you probably pull the muscle. You don't work out ever. You're starting a workout. Did you work out yesterday? Yeah. Did you do them the day before? What was the day before? Sunday? Oh, yeah. No. What about Saturday? I did them Saturday. I missed a couple days when I was in Atlanta because we were working all day in the yeah, studio. Yeah, it's just you hurt your muscles doing 50 push-ups. So what you got to do is you're going to have to get some uh, Tiger Bomb, put it on your elbow, and you're going to have to work through it. Where am I going to get Tiger Bomb from? It's not a fucking ancient Chinese secret. You don't have to go to Chinatown. Sounds like it is. Tiger Bomb. You get it at, at Dwayne Reed. Okay. CVS. It's like a thank you. It's like... It's a... It's a... It's, it's, <laughs> she told you to shut up on your own podcast. Shut up, you. I liked okay. it. Shut up, you. I liked it. Yeah, That's so, what I mean. She's got a mouth. So tomorrow... <laughs> say it again, Joe. I'm going to fucking pour hot coffee on you. Let's, um... Dude, Let's go to the phones. Please, please, for the love of God. I have The Wire on Netflix. All right, then will you please go watch that? Just watch the first season. I'm going to get Sex in the City first. No, you're not. Because I like those girls. You're just an asshole. They suck. You can't believe Sex in the City. It goes against everything you preach about. I used to trash it on stage. Here, dude, it's Something really... Something happened. Oh, these three girls have all the problems in the world. Four. Four. Okay. Four. The, all of them have about money. Miranda. Everybody the, forgets about Miranda. <laughs> oh, I can't stand it. <laughs> Fucking want to hit your elbow right now. No, dude, I, I hope get it's it. Bone cancer. It's just fun to watch because they go out and they they go to free parties and they have drinks in New York. It reminds me of my life a little bit. No, it's not. Your life is nothing like that. You're in shit bars with shit people. But that's my version of it. Everybody's got it. It's what's what's in here. It's not about what's out there. It's your, your, what's your, your heart. You should be called panicking in the city from the <laughs> ugly heifer you banged the night before. Jesus, take it easy, will you? No, it's true. Have a little respect. How about this? You call. You said my my wife has a nice mouth. No, I said she's got a mouth on her. Yeah, that's don't say it again, things. dude. What? Well, then say it right. My point is, it reminds me of my life a little bit. You go out with your pals and you drink and you talk about... What? I really relate to Carrie Bradshaw's up and downs with dating. You know what, dude? You don't relate to anything in that show. I do. Okay. I no, relate to Carrie. None of them have. none of them have money. They have none of them. I mean, they all have money. They all have money. That's they don't true. have. They do. They, they all have they, money. They 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 struggle. They Did you see the apartments they have? Yeah, Their but that's just TV fucking, shit. Um, oh my god. That's just TV shit. Oh fuck you. Fuck Harry's you. Harry's apartment isn't that much bigger than mine on that show. Fuck you. Whatever handbags. Shut the like fuck up. <laughs> Every, yeah, but then she buys. No, this she goes. I can't afford this. I can't. You know, I'm broke. Seriously. I like it. Stop. It reminds me of being a comic. Look at me. Stop. Stop. This isn't 
fucking Bob's wife and Joe's podcast about sex in the city, you're an asshole. Okay? Why? Because you're an asshole. I'm not an asshole. Yeah, you're an asshole. Why? You're just an asshole. For liking sex in the city? You're an asshole, yeah. Well, you don't have to get mad about it. I'm mad. (laughs) You look mad! I'm mad. Why? Because I don't like the fact that you're pulling some Keith Robinson move where you just go against the grain to go against the grain. I'm not going against the grain. I like the show. What is, I don't have to clear that with you. Then you need to do this. You need to fucking go apologize on stage to all the times you trashed it. I had one joke about it five years ago. What was I don't it? give a shit. I just made fun of the movie. What was it? Christ, I don't even remember it. It was like I would just make fun of how fabulous everything was. It but now you me. relate to it. Well, no, because the movies are very different from the show. I agree with all the fans of the show where they said they went wrong with the movie. I see now where they went wrong in the movies. The movies were the first things I saw. Then I went back and watched the show. I liked the show quite a bit. It made me sick to my stomach. Well, that's a shame. No, it's not a shame. Because I feel sorry for you because if you liked it, you wouldn't be able to admit it to anybody. No, if I liked it, I'd admit it. I've watched the show. I've watched it. I've seen it. It's garbage. It's fantasy. It's bullshit. It has nothing to do with reality. It's it's chicks with money and great apartments, drinking fucking margaritas right. and martinis, buying uh-huh. $1,000 shoes and bags, and their problems are what? They can't meet somebody, a Mr. Right. Most people want to meet just anybody. You're hugging a fucking iPad at night. Never mind. She's all pissed off because Mr. Right isn't Mr. Right. It's bullshit. It's fucking bullshit. And not one of them is ugly. There's not an ugly... There's never four chicks that are mediocrely hot. They're all kind of hot. I'm not saying they're smoking hot, but they're all kind of hot. There's not even the one ugly fucking beast in the pack. They didn't even do there that. There's always an ugly beast. There's always a beast. Right. Don't fucking... That's all absolutely true. What the fuck did you do? Did, are you, who are you? <laughs> who are you? What, what is the wrong with you, you right now? You need to get a fucking MRI. Who's this Joe DeRosa I'm talking to? The same half effeminate... Emotional Jodorosa that you've trashed for the last eight years. I've always been... Oh, you put it that way. Yeah. <laughs> when have I never not been a little womanly? It's been that way the whole time. You've made fun of me for it the whole time. And make believe you pretend that you're a sniper online in Black Ops. Fuck you. That's make-believe. First of all. You pretend you're a sniper. You pretend you're a cowboy in Red Dead Revolver. And you go online and pretend to be a... Red Dead Redemption. Redemption. I have it. Okay. And you go online and pretend to be a cowboy. Yeah, I am. I am a cowboy. Oh, God. When I'm on that game, I'm fucking a cowboy. And And when I'm in... Call of Duty, Black Ops. I am a sniper. When I watch Sex in the City, I'm one of the girls. Uh, you are one of the girls. You make me sick. I'm going to actually go back and watch it. This is what I'm going to do, Joe. I'm going to go back this week. Okay. I'm going to watch, the, what, the first season? Is that what you I like? like the guy characters, too. That's the thing. I'm trying to meet you halfway, Joe, and you keep going. I'm going to go back and watch it. What season do I watch? I just watch the ones that are on HBO right now. I'm going to go back and watch the ones that are on HBO. And I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna give you my opinion next time we do the podcast. And if you're right, if I go, hey, this is a good show. I was wrong. I'll admit it. Great episode where Ron Livingston plays another writer that she's dating, and he's failing, and she's doing really well. And it's all about like that emotional competition, like how you're jealous of the person you did. I really relate to his character. That I'm like, man, I felt that way before. You know, mm-hmm. I felt that way. You know. Yeah. That's a guy character on the show. Very yeah. manly character, I might well, add. Well, then I don't know how you relate to it. 
fucking ass. Anyways, we've got a questions. For, well, before we get into the questions, uh, we've got a bunch of questions. But uh, before we get into those, well, me and you were talking. A lot of times we talk about food. A lot of people I have on the podcast, other than you, I have other people, don't really, they don't have the love of food that you have and I have. And uh, I've recently seen an Anthony Bourdain where he went to a steakhouse in New York called Keen Steakhouse and ordered the world-famous ham hock, I believe it was, right? The ha- or the mutton chop. Mutton chop. Yes. It's a mutton chop. And mm-hmm. I, I fell in love. I almost fell in love. It's almost like when you see a girl in a TV show, a new chick, and you're like, oh, wow. Like when I first saw J-Lo, I just had a crush on her. Uh, when I first saw, you know, Megan Fox, I was like, ooh, she's hot. You have these crushes. Right. I have, I, I immediately had a crush on this fucking mutton chop. I've had that mutton chop. And you, and I, I, I bring it to you because, you know, I know you're a food guy and you've already been there and you've had the mutton chop. Yeah. And it was brilliant. I had it on my birthday last year. What made you wonderful. order, what made you order the mutton chop? My friend Joanne said, I want to take you out to dinner for your birthday. She said, I want to take you to Keene's. Have you ever been there? I said, no. She goes, we got to go, and you got to get the mutton chop. And I was like, okay. So we went, and I got the fucking mutton chop. It was ridiculous. One and, of the best things I ever ate in my life. And Joanne, I, I know Joanne, too. And, you know, we actually had a party at your house. Everybody brought food. And I have a beef with Joanne. What? Because, you know, Joanne and Ann and a few other people brought food to your party. And it was delicious food, unbelievable food. And she brought uh, Brussels sprouts. Yes. Yeah, grilled with olive oil and, and salt and pepper and spice. And they were good. Yeah. They were really good. I don't like a Brussels sprout. I'm not a fan of the Brussels sprout, but that Brussels sprout was good. But my wife was there, and uh, I'm not a huge fan of the fucking Brussels sprout. But now my wife was apparently fell in love with the fucking Brussels sprouts that and that uh, Joanne made. And now, at least once or twice a month, those fucking Brussels sprouts make it to my place. Yeah, they're great. Yeah? Yeah, I love Brussels You know what they sprouts. remind me of? I'll tell you why I don't like Brussels sprouts, Joe. Because when I was, I don't know, kindergarten, first grade, my, my stepdad, Billy Manchington, the mean one that used to fucking beat me up and kind of set me down the path that I, I, I'm still on now, kind of. He, one night my mom made Brussels sprouts and he made me sit at that fucking table until 11 o'clock at night with those Brussels sprouts on the plate and I couldn't leave until I fucking ate the Brussels sprouts and I had to sit there and piece by piece, little sleeve by sleeve off those fucking Brussels sprouts, get them down. It was one of the worst memories of my childhood. So now once or twice a month, I have that fucking memory shoved back in my face because of that. And I actually told Ann what we should do is have a party at your house where everybody has to bring a dish that has a bad memory <laughs> from your childhood. Yeah, I'm into that. And then we actually have to explain why you have to present your dish and what the bad memory is, whether it be, you know, a stepfather used to beat you, molestation, you know, a clown, an aunt, an uncle, a babysitter, um, so whatever it is. We should have... We should have a bad memory food dinner at your house. Oh, okay. I'm into that. You do you have a food? Well, off the top of my head, uh, the I probably think of a more specific one, but a good one would be my best friend that I grew up with, Scott, 
that I've known since birth. And don't worry, you're my best friend too. No, well, I mean, he's like my home. I grew up with. I best understand friend. what you mean. You, know what I mean? You, 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 you. I look. I never. You, when you bring me up, I'm your friend, Bobby. When you bring other people up to me, it's my best friend, my really good friend. But when I bring my you up, dear friend. When I bring you up to my friends from home, I say my best friend, New York Bobby. What about your friends in New York? Yeah, I say when I talk about my friends, I go my best friend in New York is Bobby. I say that. Okay, I just wanted to hear it. Yeah. I'm sensitive too, Joe. I might be able to do push-ups without getting hurt, and I don't watch Sex and the City. I watch Wire, The Wire like a man, but I have feelings. Yeah, well, that's why I explained all that. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, oh, so anyway, so we grew up, and he was, uh, I was mad at him. We oh, Okay, this is what it is. We used to go to a diner, Limerick Diner in, my na- in our neighborhood where we grew up. And we used to always get the cheeseburgers. That was like, you know, we were in college. That's just what we did. And uh, I remember one day we were, he was a freshman in college. I was a senior in high school. And we were hanging out. He was going through a tough time. And he also had this girlfriend that he was with all the time. It was like his first real girlfriend, so I never saw him. Yeah. I was really harboring all this fucking resentment about it. <laughs> you know, because it's like you grow up with a guy and you're with him every day. For, uh-huh. for fucking 18 years and, or 17 years and then he gets a girlfriend and then you don't see him as much right and um I never quite hit it off with the girlfriend either she was really nice but, but she was just stepping on my territory you know yeah. and so so anyway we went uh we were going to the diner one night and he was going through a tough time with some shit and uh he was like he, he was like uh you know venting to his girlfriend she was in the front seat which pissed me off that <laughs> she got my shotgun seat and uh he was going on and on about it and i was just sitting there fucking stewing because i was so jealous that she was the one that he was like leaning on now and i go i just go i was such a dick i go oh dude why don't you stop fucking feeling sorry for yourself yeah. like that and he was like really dude okay man no 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 okay and I, and I like hurt his feelings and i was but I was mad, and I was trying to do that pride shit. And we, we got to the diner, and I just sat in the lobby by myself the whole time while they were inside eating cheeseburgers. So the cheeseburgers. So I'll bring the cheeseburgers. Cheese tell burgers. that story. <laughs> yeah, it was a miserable. It was like one of those first life lessons growing up where you're like, man, I was an asshole, and like I can't admit it because I'm not mature enough to admit it yet. I take back. I take back everything I said about Sex in the City. You, your life is like Sex in the City. You jealous <laughs> twit. <laughs> um, well, uh, the, the the mutton chop is is. I mean, can you describe to me? Because I haven't had it yet, and we're gonna go. I'm gonna take you. Me and you are gonna go to Keens. I'm gonna take you there, and we're gonna have the mutton chop. Because my wife doesn't want to go. I'll go. You don't have to take me. I'll pay for myself. Well, Thank you. That's that sweet was the of you story yesterday, but okay. Yeah, well, no, you know, you know. Well, I'm just... It's, it's like a $60 meal. See, here's my problem, just as a side note real quick. And in fact, I just talked to this same friend, Scott, about this recently. He is... Uh, a friend, Scott, was a therapist, but go ahead. He's a, he's a consultant in business in the world of business, so yeah. he, he makes a good living. He makes a very good living. Yeah. And um, we're talking the other day about computers. It was when I bought my desktop, yeah. and I said, uh, dude, I just got a Mac desktop. It's incredible... It's amazing. You got to get one. And he goes, I still got this stupid fucking PC desktop. And, and I go, dude, and you got that PC laptop. Go, what are you doing? You got the iPhone. You know how great it is. I'm like, you know how great Mac is. Why won't you just... I go, dude, you can afford it. Yeah. Just go buy the fucking computer. Mm-hmm. And he goes, I know. He goes, it's the weirdest thing. 
I, I have the money to buy it. He goes, but I feel very, very guilty when I buy any material possession for myself. He goes, I can't explain it. I just feel guilty. And I go, dude, that's funny because I certainly can't justify spending that kind of money all, all the time. But I will because it'll it's a possession. It'll make me feel better about my day-to-day life. What I have a hard time spending money on are things that aren't tangible, which is one of the reasons I never go on vacations because I feel like, well, then it's gone. It's I spent the money and it's I'm in this other place for a few days, but then it's gone. There's nothing I can keep or hold aside from hopefully a memory. So that's that's you mean the the emotional uh, impact and memory of a good time with somebody and other people. Do you mean that well, the, the thing that actually really matters? It's yeah, look, but I get those the emotional connection you have. Yeah, and I but I it's not life. like I don't have those in life. I have great times all the time with with the people I would go on vacation with. Right. So it's like, well, what? We're just going to be down in a beach making memories. Look, and, I used to feel I, the same yeah. way. I used to feel the same way. But when you get a chick or a wife or a girlfriend, right. and you're going you're gonna to change. I used to feel the same way. When we used to go on vacations, I used to hate it. I just didn't understand why we were here. And she wanted to do all kinds of shit and go play. She turned into fucking Christopher Columbus. We had to discover the islands and right. do all this bullshit. And I was like, I, I just don't get it. Right. I don't get it. But then all of a sudden, I it made sense to me. Like, we, we went on vacation, and we started doing this... You know, just these moments that you'd have, you know, in the middle of Aruba on a beautiful night in the ocean and the sunset. It's all fucking weird sex in the city shit. (laughs) But then you start realizing, oh, this is cool. This is what you do with your chick. Right. You know, this is what you, these are the times, these are the things you do with your girl. I mean, yeah, do you go with your pal uh, and go to Aruba and sit in the water and hold each other in the, when, you know, at five when the waves are low and the sun's setting. Right. No, you don't do that, yeah. I guess. No, you but, don't. But, uh, but you know, you'll, you'll change your tune on the, the vacation stuff. And when you get more money, too. I mean, when, you, when you'll have uh, more of a disposable income, when you have money that you, know, you don't have to worry about your rent and you don't have to – and you actually save to do that, it will, you'll be like, oh, this is great. Sure, sure. So that's basically – that philosophy – is where I was coming from with the mutton chop thing. Because oh, yesterday I'm sitting there going, well, fuck, man, that's dumb. I'm not going to go spend $60 on a meal or $70, whatever it ends up being, on a meal. I was like, but I'll buy the Sex in the City box set because I'll have that. You won't, you won't go have a mutton chop with your pal. I'll go. Yeah, I just said you, I'll go. Me and you, you know that's different. If you go with somebody else, me and you would enjoy a mutton chop like – like some, like a, my wife enjoying a new fucking Fendi bag or, you know, uh, whatever. You know yeah. what I'm saying? That's something tangible. I'm going to do it. I'll go with you. I want to do it with you. And it's, you asked me to describe it, though. I do. I want you to describe it. First of all, the waiter will describe it to you, which is awesome. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. He'll fucking, he went like, think he went like this when I got it. Because we got to the place and Joanne was like, you should get the mutton chop, I think. And she goes, look, it's your birthday, though. Get whatever you want. I just think you might enjoy the mutton chop. Right. And the waiter came over and I said, I go, dude, how's the mutton chop? And he just, I think he just went like, oh, uh. <laughs> like you could hear. <laughs> but he, I think the way he described and he was right was, I think he said it was, it sort of tasted like a cross between, you know, a, a veal or a prime or excuse me, a veal or a filet. Yeah. And. Like a lamb shank, like it's right in the middle of that. It's got a, it's got a half steak, half lamb, 
mm. flavor to it, and it's it's just the softest. Is it crunchy on the outside? A little crunchy? I don't remember it being crunchy on the outside. You saw the thing recently, so I, I don't remember actually. I don't, but I don't remember it being crunchy. I remember it being just the softest fucking meat. Mm, it fell off the bone. Yeah, there. You know. Yeah, and it's got a big bone in it. With a lot of fat. That, yeah, and but then it's got these. I don't know what they're called, but it's got these like two tails coming off of it. Yeah. They look like ears or something. Uh-huh. Mutton chops. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they're like, uh, they're just like, they're just like, dude, they're, just, they're it's like crackling, mm. except of mutton. Mm. It's just, it's just a strip of like fat, and you can cut uh. it and just roll it around the blood. And this, well, this goes into Steve something's so fucking good. Uh, question. He just sent me a question. Are you a food addict? Without question. Yes, uh, without question. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, did you really fuck a sink? Yes, I did. A sink? Yeah, in rehab. When I was in, I was in rehab for a year. After I got out of juvie jail for the last time, I went to rehab for a year in Andover, Mass. All boys. And, you know, we had, you know, meetings all day and meetings at night. And it was, you know, no drugs, no women, no fraternizing for a year. Didn't see my parents for a year. Um, and there was this, you know, a long sink counter with a bowl sink in the middle. And I used to, you know, lube my hand up and climb up on it and lie over the sink and put my hand on the edge of the sink and so it would brace my fist. And then I'd put my dick in my fist and fuck it like a pussy. So you fucked your hand. I fucked my hand, but it was going into the sink, like the hole of the sink. Yeah, I fucked my hand, but it made it like I was fucking... You're disgusting. No, I'm not disgusting. It's and really disgusting. You, dude, you've... No, no, I never fucked the sink. It's weird, Bobby. It's uh, fucking weird. I was I was in rehab at sixteen. <laughs> I had to hold on with whatever I had. So you know, why don't you cut me some slack. You know, I didn't masturbate until I was sixteen years old uh, for the first time. You are sex in the city. No, I just never. I didn't understand it. I was like, what? I, I was like, I don't get it. It's just you. What? I never got it, so I never did it. And then the first time I did it, remember I was watching. I would watch porn and not masturbate to it. I would just watch it and go like, "This is awesome." Really? Yeah. And then finally one day I was like watching it, and I had a boner, and I was like, "I don't know. I guess I'll try it." And then I was like, "I was like a fucking monkey after that, man." I I think I jerked off the first time in fucking first grade or some shit. Did you jizz? No, I didn't jizz. Me and my friend used to fucking jerk off together. And he could jizz. I think it was second grade or something like that. Or he could jizz. I couldn't. I used to pretend I jizzed. I'd spit in my hand so it would foam up. And I'd be like, I came too. You Look. knew what cum was? Yeah, well, I knew that it came out, yeah. I was watching porn in first grade. I was looking at porn mags in second grade. And, you know, I was I was subjected. I told you, I was fucking molested by that fat chick in a, in a rhubarb bush when I was in first grade. I was subjected to sex at a young age. I was sucking on titties. What was her name? Grade. The Blouse. Why'd you call her the Blouse? That's just a nickname. She was just a fat. What did that pink. mean, though? The Blouse, like the uh, shirt? The Blouse. Like no, a shirt? No, like the Blouse. It was just a, a word they made up for fat mess. Okay. Blouse. Um, yeah, Blouse or something like that. But um, I wonder what she's up to these days. Being a Blouse. Are still blowing guys? She's still molesting people? No, she's. She, I mean, she, she, she was 12 or something, 14. All right, that's not my way. Uh, 14, I'll give you. I was you. in first grade. 12 is... 12 to... For, come on, that's not my way. You don't take a first grader in the bush. Look, you don't do it. I'm not saying you don't. You, you shouldn't do it. You definitely shouldn't do it. But I'm saying, like, you know, 
12, they, they, you, you know, if you're, you, you got to, to me, a molestation is like the person doing it is in their right mind and it's wrong. I don't know that a 12-year-old even realizes that's wrong at that point. You um, know what I mean? Yeah, maybe, maybe. I mean, I, I felt like shit. You know, I cried my fucking self to sleep. You know, I thought God well, was going to punish me. I thought, you know, I was raised Catholic and, and I couldn't tell anybody, so I just took the hit. And then that's where my, you know, that's where I learned sex. That's how you do it. You grab a titty and you fucking... A week later, I had her up in an attic sucking on the tits of a friend of mine. They the felt terrible. Catholic guild is the worst, dude. I still have it. I don't even practice. I'm not. I don't go to church. Yeah, I'm not spiritual, and it's like it still fucks with me. Well, it's it's it's. Uh, I I was I was it was kind of beaten out of me, young. You know, I I fucking blew it off young. But Catholic guilt, it's always still there. It's always. You know, in the back of your head that, you know, you're going to be punished or this is bad and you shouldn't do this. And it, it, you know, it's a motherfucker. Me and my cousin still laugh about it, dude. I got my cousin Johnny beat so bad once. His dad fucking lit him up with the strap because uh, they all went out. He had, they, they had, uh, it was when Batman, the Michael Keaton one, came out on video. Yeah. And they had it. And they all went out. Everybody went out. All our parents and the, all his brothers and sisters went out somewhere and left me and Johnny alone in the house. And Johnny was like, dude, I know where my dad's porno movie is. Right. And he went up and he got it. And I'm like, let's watch it. Let's watch it. So we, we put it on. And we took it out. And then we put Batman back into the thing so nobody would know. And, dude, we were so careful. We queued it back up to where it was, everything. We, we took all the steps. It's funny that you knew your fa- his father was a creep at that age. <laughs> fucking, he'd know where he fucking last jizzed. What, what, what disgusting part made him come? All you know, right, take it. He's my uncle and he's dead. Can you please? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, what, what part was it, right? I don't remember. It was just, you know, we just were smart enough to go, it was on that scene. So put it back to that scene in case he knows. And, uh, and we put the Batman tape back in and it got, like, stuck halfway into VCR and it wouldn't come out and we were like oh shit we were panicking and we pulled on it and the fucking tape ripped in half for Batman and we were like oh my god oh my god and we were freaking out and uh, his dad came home and we were like the Batman tape broke and he's like why'd you take it out of the thing and we just lied we were like we just we we were gonna watch something else and then we were sorry and he was mad but he was like yeah you know shit happens what are you gonna do and then I was, we were riding back from Philly to my parents' house. I'm in the back seat, and my parents are up front. And the guilt was killing me, dude. I couldn't live with it. I felt so guilty that I watched a porno movie. And you ratted him out. And I go, me and Johnny, I got to tell you. And, and we, as soon as we got home, my mom called my uncle, and I could hear my cousin getting beat through the phone. <laughs> Jesus, Joe. Yeah, dude, I didn't know. I was like 10, dude. I didn't know any better. It was like it was stupid. You really are a fucking girl. I didn't know. You don't fucking tell your parents you watched a porno movie. I felt guilty. <laughs> I got fucking molested. I kept my mouth shut. Yeah, I couldn't deal with it, dude. I was too oh. afraid I was going to go Jesus to hell. Jesus Christ. Dude, <laughs> I got my fucking dingling played within a bush. I kept my pie shut. I was too afraid I was going to go to hell if I didn't tell the truth. Oh, God. Yeah, I know now how fucking retarded it is, but it's a... Dude, you can't blame me. It's that fucking Catholic shit that got put in my head, and it's like... It, that fucks a kid up, dude. You got living in fear. I remember a priest told us once... I was in... Uh, you have a nice cock? <laughs> <laughs> I was in a... 
what grade was I in? Seventh or eighth? I think I was. I think I was in eighth grade. And a priest told me, or not told me, but told the class. He came and spoke to the class, and he told us that holding hands could be a sin, depending on the intentions behind it. Like, dude, do you know how fucking? Like, and once I was in eighth grade, I was twelve, thirteen. I was old enough to start to be going. This is bullshit. Come on, man. Yeah, that's all. But, I mean, they tell you that shit from birth, dude, and it's like it fucks a kid's head up. Yeah, well, look, that's why the Catholic Church is such shit and why it's in such fucking uh, a horrific state right now. It's not just because the priests are blowing kids. It's all the bullshit, all the fucking horseshit that they they tried to instill in us, and now we're just fucking kids are smarter, adults are smarter, and it's just bullshit. It's all fucking horseshit. So, fucking religion... You know, I, I'm spiritual. I believe in spirituality. I mean, you know, without that, I wouldn't be sober. I wouldn't fucking be off drugs and alcohol, and I wouldn't. I'd be a fucking mess right now. I have right. spirituality, and I believe in good versus right. fucking evil. But all that fucking bullshit, all the bullshit religions, it just stinks. And it's so funny now is that and this this brings us. A lot of people are asking us about Wiener for some reason. You know, I mean. This, this is the same shit, is that you we, you have this standard that you put everybody on, especially in the public eye, especially politicians, and you forget that they're fucking, they take shits, they put their pants on, they fucking bang, they jizz, they jerk off the porn. This fucking dummy, this fucking, he's he's not a, an asshole or a weirdo and needs to go to therapy. He's not, he's not addicted to sex. He just fucked up. He took a picture as a guy, you can't, especially some a lot of pictures. Well, here's the thing is you can't, like we say, you can't be a, you have to be a taker. You can't be a giver. If you're doing some creepy shit, you can't as a, as somebody in the limelight, somebody as that, that, that is out there in the public eye, you can't be a giver. You have to take, that's it. And if you're going to take a picture of your cock and send it to somebody, don't send your cock. Just send a picture of a cock. How the fuck are they going to know? And send a, send a bigger one. Send a nicer one. He still would have been in trouble. I mean, it's, it's you know. Yeah, but he could have denied it. He could have been like, it's not, yeah, I sent the picture of some dude's cock. I totally mine. agree with that philosophy. I have, a, I have a joke about how I'm a pervert, but I'm not a freak. Because freaks will suggest shit. I'm like, I won't suggest a fucking thing. Because I'm not getting myself in trouble. But the second you say, let's do this to my asshole, I'm like, okay, I'll do it. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah, like well, Me fucking a sink is bad. But you, let's do this to my asshole. Okay. I wasn't putting the sink in my asshole. <laughs> no, not my asshole. Her asshole. But you like shit in your asshole. I'll take a finger in there. Right, there you go. That's as blue far as I go. So you're a freak like me. Let's just it's call it. No, freaks will suggest shit. That's what I'm saying. I fucked the sink and you gave me shit. It's give or take. But I, I'm trying to agree with your fucking philosophy, please. All right, go ahead. It's, it's, I agree. You can't be, a, you, you got to say, look, here's the deal. I'm over here. You come to me and this is what happens or nothing. This fucking dummy. Goes out there like he's a freshman in college and starts fucking tweeting pictures of his nuts. And then all those other pictures he took of him in the gym holding his rod and everything. It's like, dude, you're just a fucking idiot, man. Well, look, when you get this, this technology, I mean, it's new technology to a lot of people. A lot of people don't know about the photos and videos and being able to send them instantly to somebody else. And it's, it, it's, it's fascinating. I mean, look, when I first got a video camera... One of the first things I did was record my my dick and look at my dick. I never got the song. I, you don't see your dick. I remember I recorded me jerking off in the bed. And I erased it. 
What do you mean and you don't see your dick? I don't, I don't, you, don't, you don't see what your dick looks. You don't see what you really look like until you see it on video. You know what I mean? Like, I, you, like if... I don't. I know what my dick looked like from this angle. I see what you mean. Okay. You don't know what you really look like. I recorded myself jerking off. I got Shits you. and giggles. I deleted it. Then me, Dane, and Al, that group I was in, Al and the Monkeys, we recorded one of our sets, and we were going through it. And there was one snippet, like a three-second clip of me lying on the bed jerking off. So we're all watching this video of a, a set we did. I'm like, yeah, that's good right there. And then there's three seconds of just me going, uh, uh, uh. and then it goes right back to the set. Something happened with the camera. And I'm like, what the oh, fuck was so that? Funny. That's so funny. I mean, you can't fuck around with this technology, especially if you're a if you're a, a government official, if you're famous. You can't. That's it. You can't take a picture of your pussy. You can't take a picture of your cock. You can't take a picture of your dumb face and send it to people. You're out of that game. You nullify yourself from that. You can't play those games. You can't. You're not a regular fucking Joe where it doesn't matter. Ugh. There, There's a tape somewhere out there that I made with my friends. Ever since I was a kid, I was obsessed with seeing what my asshole looked like when the shit came out of it. I just wanted to know what it looked Again, like. Again, I just stopped you right here and yeah. go back to you fucking with me about banging a sink in rehab. That wasn't sexual. I just wanted to see it. What it looked like. I was just curious. It doesn't matter. You called me a freak. Okay. Alright, fine. So okay, I would good. I would look down when I was a kid. I would look down. I'd try to look at the crease between the seats, that little space and see if I could see it. You can't. It's too dark. So what'd you do? <laughs> We took a... Vi- I was old when we did this, too. I was already doing comedy, but still in Philly, so this wasn't that long ago. And uh, I, I... I was... We were, we were hanging out one night, and I go, listen, we're going to take that video camera. His basement wasn't finished. It was at my buddy's house, and his basement wasn't finished. So I go, look, your basement's just shithole. Who cares? You got a table, a glass-top coffee table down there. We're going to take up the pounds. We're going to wrap them in saran wrap. And then we're going to set the camera up under the ta- panel facing up. And then I'll squat over it. I'm going to shit onto the glass because I want to see what my asshole looks like when shit comes out of it. Yeah. And we did it. Yeah, so you basically made a German porno film. It was so hard to shit, dude. That is pressure, man. I don't know if you know what that's like. but No, I don't. Just talk I, about stage fright. I don't. Even if I did, my wife is sitting right there. I wouldn't admit to it. <laughs> and the fact that you're actually telling this story is fucking beyond me. And the only thing that I can hope for, the only thing I can pray for, is that you become very successful. You get all your hopes and dreams, and your friend releases this tape. And it's just you taking a shit with your pal on a camera lens. I think they all went upstairs. They wouldn't stand with me while I did it. Yeah, because they probably, they're probably fucking sane people. That's why. <laughs> There's one thing with the Catholic guilt actually... Does good for you. Dude, those kinds of goofs are a blast. We used to do this other game. We call it, like, I made it up. It was called Concoction. And we would uh, we'd get wasted. Same basement. We'd get wasted in my friend's basement. And then I would go, I'd go, all right, guys, go upstairs and go in the refrigerator and make a drink out of everything you can fucking think of in that refrigerator. Make the most disgusting drink possible, but I can't see you make it. Then you come down here. And I'm, you're gonna blindfold me. I can't even look at it. And I'll try to drink it without throwing up. <laughs> and dude, it was the fucking ne- literally. Every time we did it, I would go. Bleh! But dude, as soon as it hit my lips, I would start projectile vomiting. Oh, it was a blast, dude. We laughed for balls up. He was married. His wife would come down. Fucking assholes. It's three o'clock in the morning. Grow up. She had a point. Nah, she does. I would still do that. I would still. I would do it. I would do it too. 
Yeah. Although, you could just give me fucking milk, and I'd probably puke with my fucking deep <laughs> stomach. Um, we got another question here from Anthony. Uh, Anthony fucking blah, 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 whatever his name is. My dream is to be to entertain people. I wanted to since I was a kid. Any suggestions? Blah blah blah. Look, you want to entertain people. I don't mean to be harsh. I don't mean to sound fuck. Just do it. Go fucking do it. There's no rhyme or reason. There's no fucking tricks. There's no accolades. There's no fucking you know pep talk speech you can get. You just go and do it. Find out what the fuck you want to do. And just go do it. Writing, same shit. You gotta sit down and trudge through the awful fucking pain of writing. It stinks. It's awful. It's hard. But what you do after the, the when you do create something is you get to you you get to actually feel good about it. But as far as the business goes, comedy, get on stage. That's it. There's no advice. Nobody can tell you to do this or try to do this or do that because nobody really knows who the fuck you are. You want to get into the business, go to an acting class, get on stage at an open mic and just do it and then go with it. And then you'll this business will filter out the people that aren't supposed to be. You don't have to worry about making it or not making it. The business filters people out. It just does that. There'll be a point where you're going to either quit because it stinks and get a job or you're going to keep going do the fucking bullshit and get through it and, and, and start to make money off of it and things will start to happen. But other than that, you, I mean, that's my philosophy. There's no advice you can give somebody. It's just this business is like any other job. You have to start it and just do it and work your way up and fucking keep going. And it's going to suck just like any other fucking job. And that's it. That's all you can do. And it will filter yourself out. If, if you're not meant to do it, you won't fucking do it. Yeah, I think you got to keep in mind that uh, that you know at it. I, I I really believe that at every level in this business, you're you're capable, anywhere from capable to great, in a certain sense, and anywhere from capable to stinking, in a certain sense, certain sense. So you're going to reach points in this business where you may be great. At doing a five-minute guest spot on a show or capable at hosting a show or stinking at being the feature actor, the headliner. You know what I mean? Yeah. So with everything you do, you just got to keep a grasp on where you're at and what you're capable, what you're truly capable of. Don't sell yourself bigger than you are. And stay naive, man. I really think that's important, you know? It's, I saw Carol Burnett say once that the reason she thinks she made it was that because she goes, I had no idea what the odds were. She's like, if I did, I maybe wouldn't have made it. That always stuck with me. I try not to think too much about, like, you can't think what, what's this and what's possible or whatever. I just try to go, okay, well, these are the boundaries I need to work within for this project, or, and this is what these people expect, and I'll do my best at it, and why not? Let's, let's go for you're it. You're never satisfied either. If you're satisfied is when you're fucking, you're not going to get to the next thing. The reason why... People, I mean, especially comedians, the reason why you get to the next level, because you're not satisfied with what your act is. You want to be better. You, you know, you're not satisfied where you're in the business. You want to get and do a TV show or, you know, get a letterman or whatever the fuck you want to do. It's just, you never, by the time you get what you want, you should have been there two or three years ago. So it's like, finally, let's go. What's the next thing? You're already on to the next thing, which is bad. It sucks in a way, you, you know, but it's also good. It's what motivates you. So well, just just do it. Yeah. Fucking do it. 
Yeah, Patrice said to me once, he goes, this business never gives you anything at the right time. You either get it too soon yeah. or too late. But either way, you never enjoy it. But that's the really the key thing to know about show business to remember about is like once you do it, like you said, it's a job. It's a business like any other. It becomes a job. And anybody that gets promoted at their job or, or you're the lawyer that makes partner or you get the you finally get the residency as the doctor, whatever the fuck it is, it's like it's like that's exciting and you're happy and you go, This is great, I'm moving forward. But most of the emotion really is I have to not fuck this up. I have to do a good job. I have to bring my A game. You're thinking about work. Yeah. And if you want to continue to love entertainment, you might be better off not being in it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, it takes the it certainly well, takes the fan part of it to a certain extent. Well, here's the you, deal you know? too, is that you know, when you do a TV show, if we did if say we filmed a TV show tomorrow, you're not it's not gonna come out until next year. So there's a whole fucking year where you're walking around. And then, you know, you, you're already passed and good, don't, it's, it's like, you know, it's like when my wife, when she was pregnant for the first time, she told me she was pregnant. Then she had a miscarriage and it was like, what the fuck? I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> I'm kidding. Right. I, <laughs> right. You know, it's, it's like, you know, you know, you're never going to relive that first moment again. Well, it's, you know, it's, it's like if you even, <laughs> if my wife, my wife was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Relax. I'm a fucking comedian. Chill. I'm not fucking... I'm not doing a one-man show. I'm not fucking Robert Downey Jr. Uh, Does Robert Downey Jr. do one-man shows? John Leguizamo would have been a better choice. Yeah, yeah, it would have been. <laughs> uh, but anyways, the, 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 here's a, here, this goes into another question, too, is that uh, there are a lot of comics they see on TV pilots and, you know, Billy Burr and Adam Carolla getting pilot deals and, you know, all this great shit about TV and... Um, I mean, I've, I've had a pilot. I've shot a pilot. I was on a, I've been on a couple, a bunch of TV shows. Um, you know, again, it's like, you know, I got a pilot when I first, I went to LA two months around, you know, 12 years ago, 10 years ago, went to LA, booked a pilot out of the gate, uh, our drama. I was a cop undercover, thought it was going to go on the set in San Diego for a month, living in a hotel. Making, I made nine hundred dollars a week cash just my per diem, and I lived off of that. Never mind the fucking ten grand they were giving me per episode, and uh, if the show went, and I, I mean I was walking different. I would go to the mall. They, the pilot didn't even air. I was walking to the mall, my hat down, like people might recognize me. And we were filming the pilot, and funny. interesting story is I went up for the, one of the main guys. The guy liked me so much. I went to do the audition. I fucked the audition. I flubbed it. Fucked up. So when I'm walking out of the room, uh, I went back in. I go, listen. I, I went to the producer. I go, can I do that again? I, I messed up. And look, I, I just need to do it for me. You know, and the casting lady was like, no, you did good. It's great. Thank you. We got a lot of people. And he went, you know what? Yeah, you can. Do it again. Go ahead. Most people don't want to get it right. Most people, you know, they fuck up and they fuck it up. You want to get it right? Go ahead. You get one more shot to get it right. Went back in and nailed it. Got it right. Thank you very much. Walked out. That was it. I didn't think I got it. Fifteen minutes later, in the car home, they're going back and forth. They went from two thousand to five thousand to ten thousand. And I'm like, they're asking me, "Is that cool? We're gonna go for we're gonna go for ten thousand." And I was like, "Yeah, whatever." So then a week later, waiting, they call me up. You didn't get it, but they liked me so much they gave me another part in the show. But he gets killed in the first episode. So I'm like, fuck it. It was like four grand, right. one week's work. I went down, filming it. In the middle of filming, the producers and the director and the writer liked me so much 
They call my agent. They go, we're gonna, we're not gonna kill you. We're just gonna hurt you. We want you in this show. We want you around. At what point in this th- series of events were you thinking? This is the story. I'm going to be it. telling this on Inside the Actor's Studio. I'm telling it on my shitty podcast <laughs> with you. I, dude, I'm oh, telling you. Knew. you, you th- I, oh, dude, that's you know, like, this has to happen. Dude, this, dude, and the crew was like, this is going. This is the best pilot they've made. Mm-hmm. This is definitely going to go. And it was all hype around it. Yeah. And then I, we filmed it. We say goodbye. I'm waiting for the phone call. It gets picked up. This is what, remind you, they had 18 Wheels of Justice on fucking USA Network. Which was, you know, Night Rider except a truck. This this was definitely going to go. Right. And needless to say, a year later, I'm still in L.A. And it never went. And I, I was like, you know what? I'm out. It was fucking depressing. I gained weight. I became a fucking cook. That's when Patrice was at my house staying over. And he had my barbecued chicken. And he looked at me. He goes, Bobby, you need to move back to New York City. I was like, why? He goes... Because this is the best fucking barbecue chicken I've ever eaten in my fucking life. <laughs> because you're not a comic anymore, you're a cook. <laughs> Literally two months later, me and Don were fucking in a car driving back to New York to just to get back in to become a better comic, too. I was getting no stage time. But, yeah, dude, it was uh, – I thought I made it. I thought that was it. It was a wrap. I was going to be famous. I had hair. I was good looking. Have you ever shot a pilot? Yeah. Yeah, I shot one uh, for Comedy Central. It was called the Watch List that my friend, uh, my friends Dino Badala and Aaron Cater and uh, Maj Jabrani, mm-hmm. uh, all very funny guys. Uh, they put this pilot together, this TV show together, where it was all Arab comedians, and it was an all Arab comedy sketch show. Yeah, and it was fucking funny, man. It was really funny. And dude, they gave me my own segment. Really? They were like, dude, you're not just going to be in one of the sketches. We're giving you this segment called Joe's Journey that was about how I'm a, it was based on my real life. I'm adopted, and I don't know anything about being Arab. It was about me trying to find out how to become so how to be Arab. It was funny, man. Why we did this set to the Travel Network. We did this, yeah, I know, right? We did this uh, Daily Show style piece, like field kind of piece, yeah. where I interviewed this guy from NYU, yeah, and I was like, just acting like I didn't get any of it and pissing him off. It was great, dude. It was so funny. Uh, Dan Powell from Comedy Central was one of the producers. Uh, he was like, dude, this piece is so fucking good, man. Jesus Christ. I do this with The Daily Show a ton. This is fucking great. And I was psyched. It was, dude, it wasn't that long after 9-11. I'm like, this is going to go. Like, right. there's an audience for this. <laughs> this has got to go. At least, at least, at the very least, on the novelty of it for a year, this will go. Right. And, um, and then we'll show them how funny it really is, and then we'll keep going. And nothing. <laughs> it just didn't go anywhere. Yeah, it's a fucking shit business. You want to be in this business? Fucking, there you go. There's the stories. Um, check this out. And here's, uh, the, wait, here's the funniest part of that. I go to the Arab comedy show still. Yeah. Like all the people that came for the taping, you know, when they show the, the pilot to the audience to get the laugh track and everything. I, I go to those things and I'm still barely more famous in that community than it was then. I'm going to fly through these last questions and we're going to get to tech and we're going to get the fuck out of here. Uh, Brian up in Boston. I grew up in Boston. You know that. Some of my favorite places to eat. Uh, it's basic. Boston. Uh, I fucking love D'Angelo's. I like uh, Mike's Roast Beef in Everett. Um, what's the steak tip place that's the shit? Newbridge Cafe in Everett for steak tips. 
Um, Papa Gino's Pizza, I fucking love. I don't give a shit what you say about it. Um, it's in Chelsea, the new bridge, actually. Uh, yeah, those are some of my favorite places. Uh, somebody asked about ONA. Their management changed something because Patrice and I and a lot of us aren't on all the time like we used to be. Yeah, 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 they did. They don't want us on. Not they, Opie and Anthony. Not Opie and Anthony. The management doesn't want comics on. They don't want us on all the time. Yep, there you go. I'll fucking say it. They don't want us on all the time. The management where? At, At the- Sirius. They don't want comics on all the fucking time. There you go. So that's, you know, it's not Anthony, Opie and Anthony or any of the guys. Uh, I hope. <laughs> but, you know, it's not them. It's, uh, you know, the management. Whatever. It's, it's fine. You know, I love being on the show. I love, I'll go in every day. I live two blocks away. Absolutely. Anytime they call me in, I'd fucking go. But, uh, you know, it is what it is. Things change and there you go. So, yeah, there you go. I'll say it. Uh, and now we'll go right to tech real quick. And the tech this week is going to be something that we both uh, have, which is uh, o- uh, iOS 5 on the iPhone, which I hooked you up with um, via a good a good egg. Right. Uh, the Taco Bob. At, ta- at the Taco Bob on Twitter. Good guy. Fucking hooked us up with the iOS 5 for the iPhone. Yeah, thank you officially, Bob. It's thank amazing. you officially. I fucking love it. Yeah, it's sick. Oh, it's fucking great. It's sick. Uh, you can actually make vibe. you can make custom vibrations for individual numbers. So yeah. you know when your wife's calling you, it can just go bzzz, be really aggravating. Yeah. Buzz. Or when your friend's calling you, bzzz, 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 you can make custom vibration. Yeah. You can, um, the camera finally has a button. You can use the volume button to take a picture so you don't have to curl your finger around. Right. You can edit photos, take out red eye right in the fucking camera. Do the camera ca- from the home screen. Camera screen. from the home screen. That's just great. Oh, double click on the home button. Oh, it's great. They added that reminder thing, too. Now it's got this built-in reminder app where you have reminders that will go off. Instead of having to set your calendar to remind you to do something, it's actually just a reminder app where... You set the reminder, it goes off at a certain time, and you can set it to go off in a certain location. When you get to the location, it'll tell you, yeah. do this, which is fucking insane. Um, yeah, wireless, uh, what's syncing. it called? Wireless, wireless syncing. syncing. You uh, also got, you also, uh, you have the option to, uh, on the front screen, you have all your 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 notifications. Yeah, the drag down menu. Drag down menu notifications that are up there, and also you can swipe those. You can swipe those and go right into the uh, application. Yeah. And the notifications are up the top, which are great. They don't take over the whole fucking screen. And one of the and one of the smallest new things they did, but it made a world of difference to me. You can finally set different tones for your email. Text, yes, reminders. Like it used to all be like you set one tone, and every time you got a te- if your volume was on, every time you get a text or an email, it would go or it would make the same noise for all of them. Right. Now you can set a different noise for every single different reminder. That's right. I, mean, I didn't even that, or notification it. rather that you have, which is fucking awesome. That's yeah, and so they got awesome. new tones. It's not yeah. the same ten that they've had. Yeah, they, they got, got a new bunch tones. of new ones. Which I wish they would have added some ringtones though. Yeah, I think they did. No, I don't think they did because the notification tones are in a separate category. It says new, you know, and it doesn't say it in the ringtone, so I don't know. But anyway, it's just amazing. I mean, look at this. I got my lock screen on. 
These are all the notifications. Now on your lock screen, your notifications come up instead of being that ugly blue bubble. Right. It's a scroll screen yeah. that tells you every notification. And yes. in the text and emails, it tells you the message on your home screen. Yeah. Right. I, iOS 5 is the shit. For iPhones. And I know Android people, Android's had for fucking five, we get it. But we have it and we love it. Yeah. And I got into a big fight with all the nerds on fucking Twitter because I made fun of the people applauding at the uh, keynote. Right. You know, like it's, there's, I get it. It's their Super Bowl. I get nerds flip out about new apps yeah. and new development because it's like, you know, the Patriots scoring a touchdown in the fourth quarter. I, I get it. I, I understand. I, 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 I'm a nerd. Right. I'm a nerd. I'm a dweeb. Look at all the shit I have. I have. I, I, I love nerds. Uh, I apologize for stepping on. One guy said, "You know that's. You know when they come out with new stuff for developers, we get to make money. I get it. I'm a. I have my own app. I'm a right. fucking dweeb. Yeah, it's great. So yeah, all, iOS five is the shit. Uh, I can't wait for it to come out legitimately. We're going to actually have it through the whole thing, all the beta, and we'll have it before everybody, which I love too. So thanks again. I want to thank all, all the fans yes. for uh, actually sending it in. Mike, Franco, Steven, Joe, Anthony, Eric, Jay, A Andrew, Brian, Curtis, Chris, Derek, all you cocksuckers. For, there's a bunch of other people. We didn't get to your uh, questions. We will next time. Uh, thanks for listening to uh, the podcast. We'll be doing another one next week. we got big news coming up for the podcast uh, in a couple weeks, so stay tuned. And that's about it. Joe DeRosa, uh, at Joe DeRosa Comedy mm -hmm. on Twitter and his website. JoeDeRosaComedy.com. Thanks for having me. And make sure you go to iTunes and subscribe. Subscribe, cocksuckers. Hit the subscribe button. And, and that's how the podcast becomes more popular. And that's it. I'll talk to you guys later. Thanks for listening. Yeah.